All right. Welcome everybody to Hebrew Club, Modon Ivri. And we are on 1 Samuel 19, uh, verse 19 actually, right in the middle of uh, the story in which David is on the run from Saul once again. If you remember earlier in the chapter, he had to escape the spear. And uh, we pick it up right in the middle there. I think we can get through. There's some interesting things at the beginning of chapter 20 as well. Um, Remember, he is in Gibeah, and actually David has fled to Ramah. And we'll keep seeing that throughout, which is north. And I pass that map around, and I'll keep passing this thing around periodically so we can kind of keep track of David in our minds here. He's going to be on the run for a while. Um, So verse 19... Vayugadlet Shaul lemor hine David beth nayot barama, and it was told to Saul. Um, that's from Nagad, and that's a hafal, half consecutive imperfect um, from Nagad. Remember, this thing usually occurs in the hip field to tell. Here, it was told. Um, all right, welcome everybody. We're on uh, chapter 19, verse 19 of 1 Samuel. Um, I'll wait till everybody kind of gets seated here. Again, we're on verse 19, and we're right in the middle. Uh, Saul's trying to track down David. Okay. So it was told to Saul, saying, Hine, look, David is in Nayot. Um, if you'll notice, there's always a Kare Kativ reading with this word because the Vav and the Yud kind of constantly get mixed up. So they actually want you to read, it looks like, um, uh, Nayot on it, all right? Even though there's a Vav there. Uh, and it seems to be a region Barama, in Rama, as we will see. So something more, a more specific place there, okay? Uh, any questions about verse 19 as we're kind of getting off here? How do you know you're supposed to pronounce it the other way? Okay, because notice that you have the uh, vowels. That This is one of those Kare Kativ readings. So what you always want to do when you see that is read the vowels. So notice you have the comments under the nun, so that would be na. They don't want you... Uh, they, they want you to not pronounce the yud, is what it looks like. So they have na yot, alright? And I think that the, that's how the Kare is asking us to read it. And I believe that that's the correct way to read it. It's kind of hard to see. And I think it. You, I think we'll see different spellings of this word. I didn't really track it, but in a number of places, we, I think we do. So in other words, when you're writing Hebrew manuscript, the Bobs and the Yuds look a lot alike and they get mixed up. I think that that's what they're trying to say. The Kare reading is out in the margin. The, yeah, the Kare reading is in the left margin. So notice the Yud and the Bob are switched there. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, no big deal. But we'll see where it is a big deal in chapter 20, as a matter of fact. Okay, verse 20. Vayishlak Shaul malakim lakachat et David. So Saul sent messengers, Malachim, Lakachat. What's the root of that? Yeah, Lakach, it's an infinitive construct. And notice its purpose. He sent messengers in order to get David. Okay? Vayar. Okay, notice that this is from, from Ra'a, uh, and it's a call, imperfect Bob consecutive, very common. Um, the note... I think has plural. Notice there's a lot of manuscripts and versions that have the plural form because they assume that the subject is messengers. All right. 
but it could also refer to Saul, uh, he realized. But I think it does, the subject is clearly the messengers. They saw, as we'll see from the context, they saw at Lahakat HaNevi'im, they saw, and Lahakat simply means a band, a band of, or the band of prophets. Okay, so it's in construct with HaNevi'im. Nib'im. Okay, what, what's the uh, conjugation of Nib'im? Looks like a peel, it's not. It's a Nifal participle from Nava, to prophesy. Okay? Notice that the participle is a supplementary participle after a verb of perception. Saw a band of prophets prophesying. Okay? Ushemuel and Samuel omade Nitzav was standing, a simple call participle, was standing as a Nitzav, as a leader. This is another Nifal participle used as a substantive. And Nitzav, um, I think it only occurs in the Nifal. And uh, so here, it's usually translated, he was standing kind of as a leader, Alehem, uh, by them or over them. Okay? Now look what happens. It's interesting. Vathi al mal keshaul ruach Elohim. And it was upon the messenger of Saul, the ruach Elohim. The Spirit of the Lord came upon the messengers of Saul. Now, va yit nabu gam hema. Okay, what's the conjugation? First of all, what's the root of va yit nabu? Nava. Same one as before, but this is not a nifal. It is a hitzpael. And you'll see this exchange. We've seen this before. Um, what's the difference? It's really hard to say. Uh, most translations suggest that this is some kind of ecstatic experience, and I think we've talked about that before, but I mean, I'm, we're not really sure because we don't even know what the nifal form was or how they're different, see? But it seems in these verses to be the same kind of phenomenon, I would think, because the Spirit of God came on them, and they, gam hema, also they prophesied, see? All right. So I'm not sure what the difference is in the meaning of the nifal versus the hit pile with this word. Right. Uh, questions about verse 20? Okay, verse 21. Here's our hit field. Yeah, yeah, please. Because you said that this, this happens in other places. Right, it happened earlier. Right. Is that only in the book of Samuel, or is this other places around? Um, we've seen it in the book of Samuel. Um, uh, the the hit pile I think occurs other places though. Genesis, no, Genesis twelve with Barak it uses the nifal, but in other places. But, oh yeah. Uh, oh, you mean other words? Bless one another. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking the the nifal to the hit pile, you know, with, with other some roots. Some sort of change going on like that, where yeah. it uses the one and then it uses the other one. And oh yeah, I think so. Right. See, but sometimes if you'll read uh, some, I think the theological dictionary of the Old Testament suggests that the nifal is somehow a more legitimate form of prophecy, whereas the hit piles are more kind of frenzied or uh, ecstatic. Um, but I don't know if that distinction always holds out. And here it doesn't seem to. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they told Saul, again, that's from Nagad. Here's the customary hit field. They reported it to Saul. By Ishlak, so he sent Malakim Acherim, other messengers. Vayit be'u gam hema, 
And also they prophesied. Wow. Okay. Va Yosef Shaul, va Yishlak Malakim Shelishim. Then, okay, here's here's our interesting construction. Then Saul added and sent. Added and sent. Notice that that's from Yasaf to add. And remember, uh, you see this a lot. Uh, and in English, we would give it an adverbial force and usually would translate it as an adverb. Sometimes, uh, or usually, it occurs with an infinitive construct. He added to do something, so he did it again. So here, you, I think we would translate it the same way. So Saul again sent messengers, Shelishim, a third group. Shalish, a third group. Okay? Vayit. Um, and also they prophesied. Alright? Interesting. Uh, questions through verse 21. Now the big guy himself has to come. Okay. So he went from Halak. Gam who? Also he, the big guy himself, uh, Saul. Ha-Ramata to Rama. Notice here you have the locative hey on Rama, which we don't always have. Also he to Rama. Vayavo, and he came to Bor Hagadol. The big, the big pit, the big well. <laughs> I don't know what that, who knows what that means some place, which was in Seku. So maybe some region around Ramah again. Vayishal, and he asked, and he said, Apho is just a question where. Where is Shemuel and David? So where are Samuel and David? Vayomer, uh, and someone said, again, notice this, usually you'd have this in plural and they said, but here's kind of an impersonal. And someone said, look, Beth Nayot Barama. He is in Nayot in Ramah. So again, I guess he was close. Because he came to Ramah and was in Seku. So these must be regions, you know, referring to some more specific location in that region. Okay. Um, any questions about verse 22? What is the uh, yeah. Nayot mean? Uh, which one? Nayot is the last word. Oh, yeah, that one is the region. In Nayot. It's just a region. Proper name. That's what you would call it. Probably like St. Charles in St. Louis County or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, verse 23. Vayelik Sham. So he went there. Um, El uh, Nayot. To Nayot Barama. In Ramah. Now notice it keeps repeating in Nayot, in Ramah. We know by now where Nayot is. I don't know why it's just part of the style to kind of pound it in. Maybe there was another Nayot that... I don't know. Okay, here we go. Now we're going down the uh, down part of the roller coaster, as you can expect. Va tehi alav gamhu ruach Elohim. And it came on him, even him, the ruach Elohim. So the ruach Elohim came upon him, gamhu, even him. Vayelek halok. Okay, notice this construction. Vayelek is from the root halak. Notice halok is also from halak. 
And what form is halok? Absolute. An infinitive absolute. So notice it follows this finite verb. All right. So it, it indicates, I think, continuity, continuousness. So you would translate, and he kept going, kept walking. Okay, so and he kept walking, and he prophesied. So in good English, you might say, uh, and while he walked, he prophesied. Okay, so I think that that first uh, vowel consecutive construction is subordinate to vayitnabe uh, as a circumstance. And while he walked, he prophesied. Ad bo'o until his coming. Here's a simple infinitive construct of lebo. Until his coming to Bayot in Rhema. In Rhema. Okay. So we all know Nayot's in Rhema. If you ever get that on a test, we'll know. <laughs> any, any questions? Because now he really goes down. Now the way do you see what happens, man? This is bizarre. Verse 24. Vayit Nabegam Hu. Lifne Shemuel. Okay. Pashat means to strip. And he stripped also he, Begadah. He stripped off also he, his garments. And he prophesied, Gamhu, also he, Lifne Shemuel, before Samuel. Okay, now when you think stripped garments, okay, he took off his jacket. No. Vayipol Arom Kohayom Hahuve Kolila. And he fell from that fall. Notice, call imperfect. And he fell Arom. What do you think that means? Naked. That's from Genesis. Remember, same word in Genesis 3. And he fell down Arom, naked. Now here's accusative of extent of time. All that day and all Halila, all night. Whoa. So he was naked the whole time. Evidently. Al came Yomru. Therefore, Yomru, they were saying, Hagam Shaul Banevi'im. Here's the question. Notice the interrogative. Hey, is also Saul among the prophets? See, it's totally interesting. And we just, you know, you just wonder what the heck's going on. I mean, the other prophets... You wouldn't think they were naked because they were walking around unless Samuel and they were all naked. But uh, here was an extra thing that Saul happened to Saul. This is what makes people think that the hit pile is more this frenzied, kind of ecstatic experience, this kind of behavior that seemed to be attached with it. But notice it seems to indicate a kind of a total... It seems to me to be a negative experience, not a positive one, you know? for Saul, but yet it was the spirit of God, not an evil spirit. I mean, so there's just a lot we really don't know. Gary? This phrase, is not Saul amongst the prophets, reminds me back when, mm-hmm. you know, the blessing, I'm wondering right. what use of Nabi uh, was used then. Was it a Hippiola or was it a... Uh, I think it was both. We saw, I think we saw them both too, because I remember Mark was, yeah, I'd have to look again. Okay. But I, think I, so. just, I couldn't remember yeah. Yeah, and it was in a more positive sense there. I remember when Saul yeah. was looking for Samuel and he started prophesying when he came to the city. Yeah. Saul also won the prophets. Yeah. Well, here again, very strange. And I don't know what to make of it. It's the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, see. Uh, good. Any questions through this point? Any other questions? All right, verse 20. Vayivrach <laughs> David. Here we go again. Mi 
Now here notice the spelling. And they still want you to read Minayot, even though there's two vavs here. So the manuscript has two vavs. Minayot. Okay? Um, Barama, in Rama. Vayavo, Vayomer Lifne, Yehonatan. Okay. Uh, so David fled, Bara, from Nayot in Rama. And he came and he spoke to or before Jonathan. So he probably went back to Gibeah. Um, somewhere like that. Okay. Meth Asiti. What have I done from Asa? See, what have I done? Meh avoni umechatati. What is my guilt? And what is chatati, my sin? Lifne avika, before your father. Ki mevakesh et nafshi. Now notice the force of ki here. Um, I think that it uh, would be translated something like this. He certainly is seeking my life. Mevakesh is a PL from Bakash. So notice against what he's going to have to convince Jonathan of, who might disbelieve that his dad's after him, especially, remember, in the previous chapter, they'd made peace. So uh, David's insisting uh, that uh, he is um, after him. So he is seeking my life. All right? Now notice what, what uh, Jonathan says in verse 2. Vayomer. Jonathan's a subject. And Jonathan said, Lo, to him, Chalila. Okay, here we have, notice you can see the root in it, halal, which means, uh, at least in the call, to defile or to pollute, nifal, to be polluted. He said to him, but here it's an exclamation of uh, kind of an impossible thing. Far, so it's usually translated, far be it, or this can't be, halila, it's an exclamation, halila. Yes? How do we get that from being polluted? I mean, I know that they don't always make chocolate, I mean, those are really... Well, okay, yeah, this is an idiomatic expression. We see it all over. Um, so it's just, what you're asking is, what are, what's the force of this word in, in the context, and how would we express that same force in English? And so, that, you know, we might say far be it from, uh, far be it, or it can't be true or something. You know, we have a lot of kind of different ways that we express surprise or shock or disbelief. So I think that that's what this Khalila is doing. What would it be literally? Uh, it's usually translated. It is. I don't think it's used in, in the Old Testament this way, but it would be something like a, a profane thing. You're full like of it, kind of? Yeah. I mean, in more slang, it might be that's something like that. Khalila, yeah. See, we have, all, we have all these expressions for expressing emotion or, or uh, uh, tone or something like that. And this is one of those words in Hebrew. One of my good friends back in New York, he, something would be like, man, never be. Like, yeah. Oh, Leela. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Right, right. See? So, notice that how he follows. Lo tamut. Um, you certainly, uh, you will not die. You shall not die. This is from mut. So, chalila. Um, can't happen. You shall not die. Hine. Look. Okay, now I want you to look very carefully at this. Here's where the text is really garbled. Um... See the two words with the, with the little letter B's in front and behind? The first one, you, it looks to be the pronoun lo to him. But notice the second one has a vowel without a consonant in front of it. Okay? That's because they're suggesting that this reading is not the right one. There's the Kare reading, what they want you to read. Instead of the Lamed Vav, 
They want you to read Lamed Aleph, which would be the negative not. And they also have a note that this is, see that uh, on the margin says Chad, Min, Gimel, um, then Kof, um, Tav, Vav. It's, that's, um, this is one of three places which is written where Lo is written with a Vav instead of an Aleph. This is one of three places that the Masoretes have said is written with a Vav instead of an Aleph. If you want to know where it is, see that Gimel number one there? You just go down to the middle apparatus and it's the Masora Magna 1639. So you have to go to a volume in the library written by a guy by the name of Vile, W-E-I-L. Look up number 1639 and you find the three places where uh, Lo is spelled with an Aleph, not a Vav. I tried to find it with accordance, and there was like 5,000 instances of Lamed Aleph, so I gave up after I got through Genesis. I go, I don't have time. But I, could have, I, try, I think I could have done it, because they had them tagged. Uh, they had this one in parentheses. Um, so if you do that, um, notice they want you to read that, and then for the uh, verb, they want you to read the imperfect, Yaaseh, and that's also in the margin. See, So they're suggesting that the proper reading is lo yaaseh, lo yaaseh. Look, so it would be translated, my father, look, let, my father will not do davar, will not do a thing. Great, or I think it should be, my father does not do a thing great or a thing katon, small, velo yigla et ozni. Uh, and he does not uncover my ear. Does everybody see that? And he does not uncover my ear. Ear? ear is ozen. It's one of those easy words that we don't use very often, but we got it. You guys probably got it in the first couple of lessons of Hebrew. Um, I don't know why we use why it's such an early word. I guess it's an example of a certain verb form. But anyway, this is ozen my ear. So it's really my father does not do anything big or little without revealing it to me. Mm-hmm. See, without liter- it's more literally woodenly uncovering my ear. But in English we'd say, he doesn't, do, he doesn't make a move without consulting me. That's kind of the gist of what he's saying. Okay? Umadua, so why, Yastir Avi? So why would my father Yastir hide Mimeni from me at Hadavar Hazeh this thing? See? So why would my father hide from me this thing? Ainzot. This, see, this is not. This can't be. This isn't true. Alright? Um, so notice Jonathan still is having trouble believing. Um, good. Any questions through verse 2? Okay, we'll do one more verse and uh, then we'll stop. Okay? Vayishava o David vayomer. Yadoa yada avika. Okay. David swore again. That's a nifal from Shavat to swear. <clears throat> David swore again and said, Yadoa yada. Here's another infinitive absolute. Okay. My father well knows, or my father certainly knows that. Here's, here's again after a verb of perception, you have an object clustered with key. Very common. My father certainly knows or knows well that I have found from Matzah grace be'eneka in your eyes. Vayomer. So he thought, 
al yedazot Yehonatan. Let uh, do not let Jonathan know this. Do not let Jonathan know this, lest Yehatzev he become grieved. This is a nifal imperfect from atzav. Atzav has two meanings. One is to uh, be sad, be grieved. Another one, which you might have run across, is to form or to fashion. So you have a number of words that overlap with very different meanings that look the same. Um, so you have a, a word for idle. Otsev or etsev is idle, but otsev can also mean grief, uh, as well as etsev can mean grief. So they're kind of two different meanings with the same root. So lest he be grieved. Ve'ulam, but, here's a very strong adversative. Uh, I looked this up and ulam occurs something like 19 times. All but three of them, and those are in Job, have the Bob in front of it. So I would just translate it. But, Chai Yahweh, as Yahweh lives, here's an oath, and Chai Nafsheka, and as, I, and as you live, by the life of your soul, uh, indeed, key, certainly, Kepesa um, means step, it's a hapax, okay? Uh, certainly, but a step is there between me and between Hamavit, death. Okay, so again, let me translate that thing. Uh, David again swore and said, Your father certainly knows that I have found grace in your eyes. So he thought, uh, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he become grieved. But, see a strong adversative, and now he follows with an oath, As Yahweh lives and as you live, Certainly, here's the force of the key, certainly uh, only a pesa, only a step is there between me and between Hamavad, death. Okay? So, I mean, he feels Saul uh, quick on his heels. Right, good. Any question through verse 3? You can use the um, Amar to be like I thought. Yes, and we've seen that a number of times. Um, even in here, where, where it seems, seems to have that meaning, because Saul doesn't necessarily seem to be speaking to anyone, or David's not supposing that he did. Uh, he may have, um, but then we have to, again, supply, he said to his men, or something like that. Okay. Good. Anything else? All right. Thanks for coming, you guys. Thank you.